Well, joining me now to talk all about that and look at the slate of the games going on, it is Evan Render from TSN Edge, betting analyst. Evan, thanks so much for joining the show today. Thanks for having me on, Claus. What a great time of year we're at, eh? Oh, oh, absolutely. And you know what? I, I don't think the uh, anyone at TSN has got the guts to do this. So I'm just going to – can I plant a seed? I won't say can I plant a seed in you because phrasing, that would just sound odd and uncomfortable. But um, the Pittsburgh Penguins, they got booed last night, losing 7-2, a final score that actually kind of favored uh, the Penguins. They lose 7-2 to Edmonton. What about a Pittsburgh Penguins blow-up? How great would trade deadline be if suddenly Malkin, Latang, and Crosby, they brought the gang back together? What if Pittsburgh said, you know what? Maybe it's time for us to go full rebuild. The problem with that happening is, of course, from an entertainment standpoint, that would be unbelievable. Imagine, yeah. and you know what? Knowing the NHL these days, you, you'd hear Boston would be on and get in on of getting Malkin. Ugh. They'd be in on Crosby. And Tampa Bay would somehow find a way to get Chris Latang. And, and that uh, would kind of be the way mind. it works. But it, yeah. Right, but it's funny though because you mentioned Pittsburgh, and they're interesting because there's six teams right now in the East in the wild card race: Washington, Florida, the Islanders, Pittsburgh, Buffalo, and Detroit. Some people would say Ottawa. I personally don't think Ottawa's in that in, in that mix. Pittsburgh's the only team out of those six who are not plus money to make the playoffs. They're the only team: Washington's plus money, Florida's plus money, the Islanders are plus money, and then Buffalo and Detroit, of course, are, are plus money as well. So. Sandals telling you they still believe in the penguins in the penguins to squeak in, but um, they to your point they've just been they've just been all over the place. They got lit up last night. They got swept in a home and home against the Isles last week, and it's just not looking good for for Crosby and the boys. No, and I was so fascinated with them before they re-signed Malkin, thinking, oh, what if um, you know is this the first piece or is this the first step? to Pittsburgh going in the in, in the rebuild direction, even though Crosby still has a couple of years left, Latang has a couple of years left and all of that. But then when they re-signed Malkin, that was sort of their message to the rest of the NHL. We think we still have a chance. We still we can uh, we can still go for it. And and now it's almost fascinating on the other end, what if this team misses the playoffs after re-signing Malkin? It's a yeah, yeah, you're right. It's a complete disaster and the funny thing about the East, it's so deep this year, but you look at the group of teams that Pittsburgh would have to make, would have to beat out to get a wild card spot, and they're not great. I mean, Washington's basically selling off. The Islanders are without Matt Barzell for most of the season. Buffalo hasn't made the playoffs in it feels like 100 years. And Detroit's just coming off the tail end of a rebuild. So the bar is not very high for Pittsburgh right now, right? Just to squeak into the playoffs and lose in the first round is, is kind of what the expectation is. And if they can't even do that, then... I mean, who knows what Brian Burke's got up his sleeve, but that's, that's a disaster, oh, yeah. complete disaster. And, he, he, you know, Burke's not afraid to make moves, as you know from his time yes. when he was with Toronto. He's, he's, he, he won't hold back. So that's definitely – I'm glad you brought up the Penguins because from a betting perspective, they're definitely a, a team to keep an eye on in many markets. Yeah, and it's funny. Well, they were just one of those teams. And, listen, they're always going to be one of those sort of sexy teams because of winning in the past and because they're just recognizable stars. You know, that's part of it. But, you know, Pittsburgh was 25-1 to to win the Stanley Cup. They're down to 30-1. to That number actually feels a little bit respectful towards them, almost like with the odds the Lakers get, you know, no no matter where they are. Yeah. Yeah, they're kind of a little bit like the, the, the Lakers, but we could save that debate for uh, a different day when there wasn't so much to talk about. Um, the uh, Analyzing the deal made by the Boston Bruins, 
Um, they already had Lindholm and McAvoy and Brandon Carlo. Now they add Dmitry Orloff. Uh, not only does this strengthen the top four, but it means whoever's in that bottom pairing is probably a little bit overqualified. Uh, your thoughts on the Bruins trade with Washington where they get rid of uh, or they trade away a first, a second, and a third-round pick? First thing that comes to my mind is the rich got richer. They paid market value for a player who was exactly what they needed and what they wanted. Um, they've been rumored to be in on, on Gavrikov from Columbus for a few weeks now, and that trade kind of never happened because they had the clear cap space. And Orlov is a much better player than, than Gavrikov. Um, an Orlov-McAvoy pairing is a nightmare for teams like the Leafs to play against, for teams like Tampa, and then whoever Boston plays in the first round. And, and they're the favorites to win the Cup, plus 500, I believe it is, on Candle right now for good reason. And, and I don't even think they're done. I, I feel like whenever teams make a move a week, a week and a half before the deadline, like, it's smart because it buys them some time to kind of look at the market, look, see if there's sellers that end up being desperate with other rentals that will become available on the market. So, I mean, Boston's just, you saw last night, like they, they just don't lose. Like they just don't lose and they just got richer. And then they added to their fourth line as well with, uh, with Garnet Hathaway, who, who's a pretty solid, sturdy um, defensive fourth liner who will drop the gloves. He can hit Boston fans will love him. So, I mean, it was a home run trade for them. It was the exact price basically that the least paid for O'Reilly and Achari. So they didn't, they didn't overpay in that regard. And, and I just think the rich got richer. So, I mean, what more can you say about the Bruins? They just they look Ugh. unstoppable at this point. Yeah, they do. So we'll just move on from that. You know what the weird thing is? Is the nature of betting on who you think is going to win in hockey versus basketball. Because we both agree the Bruins are clearly the class of the NHL, correct? Of course. No doubt about it. Okay. I'm, I'm, just, uh, I'm not trying to lead the witness here. But you just said they're 5-1 to one to win it all. In the NBA, like, if you were that clearly the favorite in the NBA, you'd be, like, two to one. Like, the Celtics are plus two A. Like, I can see three teams in the NBA who have shorter odds to win the championship than the Boston Bruins, which, again, screams to the fact that in hockey, there are so many more upsets than there is in basketball. Yeah, if you, I mean, if you think about it, in the NBA, for I mean, you, let's take let's use the Boston Celtics as an example. For them to lose in the first round or even the second round, either a Shocking. star player like Tatum would have to be hurt, Jalen Brown would have to be hurt, or someone would have to get hurt. There's there, there's there's not like there's not many uh, ways for that to happen. In hockey, the Bruins could have the series of their lives, and 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 everybody plays hard and plays great and is healthy. They could run into a hot goaltender. See you later. Good night, Irene. And and they're done. Yeah. Right. That's, there's so many variables in hockey. You got you got to have some luck on your side, and so that's why you know looking at a price like plus 500, it's like you know they're ahead, they're in a tier by themselves in terms of odds right now, and, and rightfully so. But they run into a hot goaltender in the first round, in the second round they play, let's say they play Tampa, just for argument's sake. Vasilevsky's known to steal series before, steal another one now, and, and there you go, and they're done. So. There's just there's so many things that could happen in a playoff series, bad bounces, good bounces, hot goalies that um, that kind of dictate the way the odds are uh, are drafted. Yeah. It's crazy. The difference between Boston and the second big second best team in the NHL, I think there's a sizable gap. Meanwhile, the NBA, 
um, you know, Boston, Milwaukee, Phoenix, Denver. I think all of them are clumped in, maybe even Philly. And yet Boston's plus 280 to win it all, while the Boston while the Boston Bruins are plus 500. By the way, not bleep Boston. Let's move on. That's City. That's City. Way too much winning that goes on there. Um, joined by Evan Render from TSN Edge. You tweeted out Rangers 14-1 to to win the Cup. Likely to shorten it if they get Kane. Is this one of those cases where if you're someone that just likes to bet and you think it's going to win it all, just to have your fingers ready at FanDuel for the moment there's an inkling that they might be able to land Patrick Kane after already landing Tarasenko? The funny thing about that is they haven't even gotten Patrick Kane yet. There's obviously some smoke out there that, that they're, they're still interested and that there's a chance that he, they may get him. When I tweeted that last night around 7 o'clock, Midnight, I looked at FanDuel to see what the what the uh, Stanley Cup odds markets were saying. The Rangers are now plus a thousand. They already shortened from plus oh. fourteen hundred to plus a thousand. So, and I don't think it's because I tweeted that. I think there's just there's some smoke around this team. Um, they're probably going to get Patrick Kane. We're going to find out in the next, I think, twenty four hours um, if he's willing to move his no trade clause, which I think he will be. Uh, based on the reports um, on Twitter this morning. So, and that number is just going to keep getting shorter for the New York, for the Rangers. They, people are going to call them a super team if they get Patrick Kane along with Tarasenko and all the guys they have there already. So if you like the Rangers, now would be your time to bet it because that number is not going to get longer. It's only going to get shorter. As I showed last night, just within a few hours from plus 1,400 to plus 1,000. It's really incredible. How much better are the Rangers if they find a way to get Kane? Assuming they don't give up anybody key off the roster, they got arguably the best goalie in the NHL. Their defense core is is pretty to very good, with Adam Fox, in my opinion, being a top three defenseman in the NHL. And and their their forward crop, obviously with Kane and Tarasenko, is is obviously just a top two, top three, um, maybe the best in the Eastern Conference. So uh, they have as good a chance as anybody, and they're priced like they're they're sort of in a second tier behind Boston and Carolina. And I think getting Patrick Kane puts them in that Boston-Carolina tier. Um, so we'll have to see how the market moves if that were to happen. But that's a scary team, man. Patrick Kane on, on, the, on the wing with, with Zibanejad, Panarin, Trocek, Kreider, Tarasenko, Philip Heedle. I mean, I'm not even bringing up how their goaltender is arguably as good as Andre Vasilevsky, if not a smidge worse. So they're a scary team. Speaking of scary, and we're joined by Evan Render from TSN Edge, uh, you certainly haven't uh, been the most positive about another defenseman in uh, in Gavrikov, and I'm sure I just mispronounced his name. But I'm wondering for you, Evan, just looking at the numbers, who are some buyer beware players that maybe we get uh, we get interested in, but maybe aren't as good as the name? Uh, Luke Shen is a great example. Uh, the Leafs drafted him, of course, as everybody knows, in the top five many years ago. And he hits, and he's physical, and he's, he's, he does all those intangibles that teams speak about. But what happens is a play, he's a USA, right? A player who gets talked about in the market, and it's a big market like Vancouver, so he gets talked about a lot. His name gets put out there, teams start talking, and then his value gets pumped up a lot. And to the point where, you know, they're asking for a second-round pick. And in my opinion, a guy who's going to play on your – that's your third pairing if you're a contending team. Shouldn't be going for a second-round pick. So I kind of think that he's one of those guys that gets talked about a lot. And he, he, While he brings things of value, I just think that there's there's other players that you could acquire for second-round picks, um, especially in a, in, a, in a tight cap crunch. And there's not any there's no teams who, who have cap states who are going to not be 
you know, looking ahead of a deadline who are contenders. So he would be a guy that I, I would think of for sure. And Gavrikov um, is another one that you brought up who, who, you know, Columbus wants a minimum of a first-round pick reportedly. So that's why kind of holding firm and seeing if sellers get desperate come next Friday is maybe the way to go. So teams like, you know, the Rangers, the Leafs of Boston who already made their moves kind of have a week to just re- reassess the market. They've made their moves. So worst-case scenario, they could stand pat if the asking prices don't come down. And if they do come down, they can get a good a good player at a buy low price and uh, hit a home run at the deadline. Evan, I really appreciate. Thanks so much for joining the show today. Thanks for having me on, guys. Absolutely, that is Evan Render from TSN Edge.